It's the Real Estate Podcast, across every state, city and town of Australia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio, also Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. It is a Sunday, June the 19th for 2022. And coming up in just a moment, we've got the Sunday Weekend in Review, when we look back on some of the last week with Real Estate Insights and Comments about what is going on in the current market. If you're celebrating a birthday today, I tell you what, you are in very good company. Paul McCartney, can you believe it, is turning 80 today. 80, Paul McCartney. Also, on this day, in fact, I remember this like it was yesterday, James Gandolfini, best known for the role of Tony Soprano, an American mafia crime boss in The Sopranos. He died on this day. It happened back in 2013 from a heart attack. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. All right, let's have a look at your weather around Australia on this Sunday morning. First to Sydney, the wet stuff is expected to show up today with some showers and a high of 19 degrees. Melbourne, some cloudy periods hanging around, but it should be mainly dry. And your high today for a Sunday is 15. Brisbane, a cloudy dry day with 23 and in Perth expecting showers but they're going to ease during the day and looking for a high today in Perth of 19 degrees. Don't forget about the fantastic prize that we are giving away to the Hunter Valley. This is a prize that you could win. It's got an amazing itinerary. It's a two-night getaway. You need to be a member of the Breakfast Club, of course, and more details coming up tomorrow morning on the podcast. It's your real- Real Estate Weekend Podcast in Review. It is becoming more difficult at this time to accurately price properties, get that pricing right so that you don't run into too many difficulties when you come up against that discounting on price. Yes, absolutely. You really need to have a good look at what is on the market at the time of listing a property and what has sold and sales that have occurred, you know, three or more months ago, even two or more months ago are really irrelevant when it comes to using comparable sales. And I've also heard the expression, the market is price sensitive at this time. And if it was that way before Tuesday's RBA cash rate change, it's probably got a little worse. Perhaps explain to the audience what that actually means, being price sensitive, because some people might not know. If a property is even perhaps 10 or 20 or $30,000 overpriced, the initial wave of interest will be a lot less. So at the moment, it's really about finding that sort of sweet spot where the market engages with the property and the property represents fantastic value for money. But if it is just slightly too high, you will really miss miss the mark and you'll miss out on that initial wave of interest. And that can cause those price reductions a little bit later on down the track. 
Okay, and Melbourne was a strong market, has been a strong market for two plus years. And sticking with that price sensitivity, I wonder how easier it is for people now to just put their hands up in the air and say, you know what, I'll just sit the rest of the year out and maybe look at 2023 before I list my property. How are you finding that whole scenario in Frankston in Melbourne? Yes, I think uh, after, you know, speaking to a lot of clients, that is definitely a conversation that is happening at the moment. When there is a downturn, it takes, you know, a little while for the market to recover. So if they want to put their plans on hold, it would generally need to be, you know, 18 to sort of 24 months before they would reconsider selling again. Enjoy your morning coffee. It's your real estate weekend podcast in review. And buyers have had more properties to choose from in recent months. The wave of new supply coming to market over the last six months, particularly, as you say, in Sydney and Melbourne, has lifted the stock on market and eased how competitive the market has been. And that's only going to continue. So let's take a look, Angus, at what's happening regarding the numbers in Sydney. Yeah, so Sydney's really interesting because it's had a very busy first quarter for new listings. And what that's meant is that we're seeing the number of properties available for sale. So the total stock, if you're a buyer that you're faced with, actually now up around the decade average or even a little above. And that's a radical change from where we were even a year ago through the pandemic when buyers were faced with relatively few options. So that's going to come as pretty good news for buyers. You know, they have a lot more choice. They're not going to be seeing as much competition when they go to auction or to sale. And that's helping give buyers more choice and probably putting a little downward pressure on price. In terms of the numbers, we actually saw new listings a little softer in May in in Sydney specifically than they were last year, down about 4%. But still up quite strongly compared to April, up more than 13%. And this is coming off a very busy first quarter. So it's not surprising we've seen maybe a slightly slower month in Sydney. Regional New South Wales, on the other hand, actually pretty strong, up about 10% compared to last year in terms of new listings. So staying quite busy there. And Melbourne's property market bounced back from the quieter Easter and Anzac Day long weekends with 12.4% more new listings in May than April. So let's look at those numbers and the breakdown in Melbourne. Yeah, exactly right. You know, Melbourne, Melbourne's been very busy to start the year. You know, we said Sydney had been busy. Melbourne's been even busier. They've had an incredibly busy first quarter and that's continuing through through May. So new listings were you know, nearly 5% higher in May than they were at the same time last year. So that's a significant pickup in, in activity, in listings activity. And that's giving buyers a lot more choice. You know, In Melbourne, as in Sydney, the number of actively listed for sale properties is now back above decade average, which is a big change from what the case was during the pandemic when buyers were faced with relatively few choices. Informing you on real estate. It's your Real Estate Weekend podcast in review. And a lot of people, including us, look at the clearance rates of different cities around Australia. And sometimes those clearance rates might be a little different in their reporting. So Fabian, you are obviously in a great position to explain to our listeners this morning what's going on there with some of the different numbers being reported. Look, it's actually quite a controversial topic because it can give the market a false outlook. Typically, the market reads a clearance rate as what sells under the hammer. But a lot of data doesn't get reported because agents haven't, A, picked up their phone or B, they're just lazy in reporting afterwards. Now, that can really skew the data. 
a huge chunk goes missing every single weekend, maybe even 30% of the scheduled auctions. But a lot of those auctions are still being negotiated. So for me personally, we need to include in the clearance rate sales under auction conditions. That's three days before the auction, and of course the auction, and three days after. Otherwise, why have auction conditions in place? So you see, different bodies collect different data based on who has actually reported their auctions. I would love to personally see two clearance rates, one for under the hammer and one for an adjusted one on the Thursday morning following the three business days to allow those auctions that passed in to have been negotiated successfully. That would then tell us the true number and also tell us whether there really is a confidence issue or there's obviously still great confidence in the market to buy unconditionally. And I'm pretty confident, Craig, you would see the clearance rates jump up significantly if we saw that number. And I know that because we can see it internally in our business. Unfortunately, though, it would just give the media a slow news day to report successful results. So I think they're done with that since that post-pandemic boom. Now they need a new talking point, don't they? It's an interesting one that you raise because that must find favour with a lot of people within the industry itself. It certainly does. And, you know, it's very important that agents actually start looking internally at their own clearance rates. And and I think it's going to take time for agents to actually start to get, you know, understand the rhythm and flow of this market and work out what needs to be done, what isn't working. So there's going to be a lot of fundamentals in this marketplace that play a huge factor. But let's, let's not kid ourselves. Clearance rates also play a huge part in the way the agent adapts to market change. If I'm a vendor and I'm thinking about selling my property and I've been looking at all those wonderful prices that have been happening over the last year, that price sensitivity is just so critical, isn't it, for getting that list price right? A hundred percent. I tell a lot of the clients I work with, one thing you need to explain to the vendors when you're in that auction listing appointment in general, or whether you want to list an auction, you need to explain to the vendors that, you know, in that post-pandemic boom late last year, the market was meeting the vendors' expectations because a vendor could set the bar high. We had surplus bidders. We had record low interest rates. There was low stock levels. That was a market where the vendor could demand a price and the market would pay it. In this market, unfortunately for the vendors, they need to meet the market's expectations. So there's, you can see now that the shift has now gone towards the buyer. And, and that's not to suggest that vendors can't achieve a great outcome or a premium price. They've just got to be open-minded about being realistic about what they want to accept because the more realistic they are, ultimately the more competition they're going to generate for their property. It's your Real Estate Weekend Podcast in Review. People right now, of course, they're asking themselves with the rising interest rates, is this the best time to buy? Well, you are out there dealing with people every day. What do you say to that? Well, the thing is, if you wait too long to apply for a loan when interest rates have had their full, you know, rising cycle, you know, so currently you should be able to get a variable rate around 2.5, a discounted variable rate around about 2.5, 2.75%. Now, I think the the mortgage rates, not the cash rate, but the mortgage rates will probably end up around 4.5%, something like that. So if you wait uh, until that happens, you could actually be priced out of the market in terms of your borrowing capacity. So some modelling I've seen done by some great brokers suggests that for every 1% rise in interest rates, it's going to reduce your borrowing capacity by up to 10%. And that could just put your property dreams even further out of reach. So I think the current run of interest rates will level out, I reckon, at some point in the next 12 months. 
And then there'll be a turn in consumer sentiment again. At the moment, there's negative consumer sentiment. You're seeing buyers just sitting on their hands, doing nothing, vendors saying, I'm not selling. But the trick to being a smart investor, Craig, or a smart buyer is to get ahead of the pack and run at a different speed to the herd. It can be really hard to be what I call a counter-cyclical buyer, but the long-term rewards are really significant. So for me, rising interest rates presents an amazing opportunity. It doesn't deter me from achieving my long-term goals of building up a portfolio. What I do is I look at the numbers and I build in the cost of the higher debt at a higher figure uh, compared to what I'm paying now, build in that buffer and make sure that what I'm buying today represents good value both now and in the future. And I simply do the calculations and work out I can afford the repayments And I'm loving it because I'm able to negotiate great prices at the moment. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.